this program to bring you a special report. Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. Okay. This is episode 190-something. 190... Shoot, where is it? 197. Uh, and tonight we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales. As Tell No Tales. The guy just told us. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Cool hair, bro. Jimison. Dar. Oh, okay. I'll be. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm distracted sorry. by the fact that I think Sam yes. has already fallen asleep. So No, I'm still here. <laughs> What happens when you go drinking on a school night? Sam, uh, Corny, sorry, a skeleton walks into a bar. Logan. I only need 216 bottles of rum and nothing less than that. <laughs> and that's a typical Wednesday for you. And Sam orders a beer and a mop vector. And a mop? <laughs> yeah. That's a mad, that's, it was like one of three dad jokes the entire time. Oh. Well, you you well, actually look in the camera. You look genuinely perplexed. Do you not remember the joke in the movie? I don't remember the mop. You don't. The, the uh, skeleton walks into a bar and orders a beer and a mop. You don't, don't remember, remember the joke. You don't, I don't remember the joke. You don't remember the joke. <laughs> no, I don't. The, he's in the prison, and his uncle tells it to him. I even have it recorded later. Oh, I'm sure uncle I'll remember Paul. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Paul. <laughs> Uh, oh, the, the the okay, yeah. I remember the prison, <laughs> right? I don't joke because that's Paul McCartney, right? Yes, it is. That was weird. Why did he? Why was he in the movie? Well, his dad is Keith Richards. I guess they wanted to keep the theme going. Uh yeah. You know, live and let die. Right. Yeah, but you don't think of Paul McCartney as like the, the rock? You know, 
piratey rock guy. Well, that's why they made him all weird and goofy, as opposed to Keith Richards, who's all hard and salty. You know, like they, yeah. I, I'm honest, I didn't see him as being a decent actor. I mean, it was very little what he did, but I thought he did a good job with that. Well, the I, thing is, with Keith Richards, they just he walked on stage. He just walked on set. Yeah. He was he there was already he already looked like that. Like they didn't even put him in wardrobe. That's just the way he looked. <laughs> um no, you're not wrong. Uh all right, let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. Um Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> five came out this year, this past year, two thousand well, two thousand seventeen. Um and just hit Netflix like a few weeks ago and I thought, hey, I haven't seen it. Let's do it for the podcast because that's what we do. And um um, it, well, it was an interesting thing. Andrew, will you please tell us what is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales? Yep. Uh, two seconds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not like I've asked you to do this There's, for the last hundred episodes. Well, I know. Uh, somehow I clicked on something and it took me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you go blind. That's That's right. Captain Jack Sparrow searches for the trident of Poseidon while being pursued by an undead sea captain and his crew. Now, that's what IMDb says. I have to debate that, though. I don't really think Captain Jack Sparrow is the one that's really searching for the trident. Right. No. But uh, no, he's uh, he's actually more along for the ride than you know. It was more of uh, Henry Turner and the girl lady. Scientist witch. She's a witch. Um, but, uh, a duck. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, they were the ones that are really after the trident. He just, he was a means to an end. So. This is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start off up front and saying I loved the first one. We did it for the show a long time ago, uh, but we did it for the podcast. Um, and I remember, I remember it fondly. I remember um, you fondled it. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I do like it. Um, I remember. Uh, uh, I think of this movie with the. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's ranked 14th on our list, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. it's above movies like Rogue One and uh, Kung mm-hmm. Fury. <laughs> um, There's a reason why we're watching. Movie number five. Five, yeah. Uh, it's because that first one spawned all of these. It did. You're right. The goodwill from that first one. Yeah, the first one was so good that they, that it, it spawned basically two trilogies. Because um, there is going to be a sixth. And What else is for them to do? Well, did you watch the post credit scene? I, I saw it, but... Well, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> so... They got to dust off Orlando and Kira and and mm. uh, give her some implants and then uh, let her loose. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I liked the first one a lot. And um, there was something kind of interesting and fun. And I'm going to use the word magical about the first one that almost none of the rest have had, um, mm. especially not the fourth one. And I I just don't know what it is about this one. And maybe we'll just we'll, sorry, Sam, you're killing me. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I know it's late for all of us. Um, we'll uh, 
you know, we'll explore it together and maybe I can kind of figure out what it is about this movie that I may, I, I don't, I don't know. I just can't quite put my finger on it. So Andrew, I'll let you go first, uh, with your initial, uh, your initial thoughts. Okay. I don't know. Was I on the show when we did the first one? No, it was like it was. episode 35 or something. Yeah. So the first one it, to me was a fantastic movie and is still a fantastic movie. I remember going to see this with my, well, see the first one with my grandmother and like we were all in Florida. It was like a huge uh, family kind of thing. We, there was like 20 of us that went to the movies together and I loved it. The music like just captivated me and the entire time I just, I was so into the movie. Two and three came along and four came along and, it, like you said, they kind of lost their magic. But this one, I don't know if I just haven't watched a pirate movie in a while. I haven't seen the any of the four in a long time. And this one, I kind of like it. Um, there's some there's some stuff I don't really care for, but and I don't necessarily think fits in the movie, maybe, or kind of takes you out of it. Um, but. I think maybe I should watch the first one again and just kind of compare. I don't know. But anyway, the, this one to me, the story was good. I thought some of the acting was so-so or from some people. Um, what's the, uh, the the bad part there? The, uh, uh, well, Harvey, Javier Bardem. And that was Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. his name? Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah. Whatever yeah. His, I, I like him as an actor. I loved him in uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, I just had a hard time understanding. I had to turn the... Uh, had to turn subtitles back on? Subtitles on. Um, and I don't know if it was the accent with the way he was <clears throat> saying it or, or or the way his character was trying to portray it. But um, I had some trouble with that. And then there were a few things that I thought, well, if if they did it this way, how... Uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like they jumped some of the story or told it weird, if that makes any sense. And uh, we can dig dig into it a little deeper. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, there's um, there's moments of, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I I wrote down one big hopping man moment, yeah. um, and I think there's another hopping man in the form of <laughs> other things too. Oh. Jeffrey Rush, he can help it. He's got a piglet. Well, you're right. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> only his, his doesn't have a gun in the bottom, though. No, it doesn't. Uh, That'd be cool, though. Are you talking about Shark as Sharkina? Uh, well, I mean, not even Shark X Machina or the other ones I wrote, uh, Book X Machina. Uh, what was the other one I wrote? Um, i got to find it. There was another X Machina. Oh, Evil Ship X Machina, too. I mean, there was there's a lot of moments in this movie where they should literally die. Uh, Anchor ex machina, maybe that one too. That one would work, right? Um, it's just all these moments where they should die and and don't because of these miraculous timing moments. So, uh, well, we'll get there. Uh, Corny, yo, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, pal. Uh, so this is my first time watching uh, this movie, and. Oh yeah, I, I should think, ask that. Uh, this is is this the first time for all of us? Uh I caught the tail end of it 
um, when my wife watched it like <laughs> tail end. three weeks ago or so. Um, so I saw from about the scene where the water splits and they're oh, they're so like literally like the, the last movie. ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went and saw this by myself in the theater. Oh, cool. Uh, and wait, how long did time to support you out? Dude, what did you say, Corny? What? So, how long did it take before they escorted you out? No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not. I think it would be weird when it was weird when Sam went and saw, uh, you know, what was it? Showgirls in the theater by himself. That was when it was awkward, but I think you're Especially fine. naked. <laughs> didn't Pee Wee Herman, isn't that what he got in trouble for? He had his nah, nah, he, was, uh, he was uh, diddling himself in a. Uh, adult theater. An adult yeah. theater. That's what it was. Okay. Well, at least it's an adult theater, I guess. Who would want to work there, <laughs> by the way? That just seems you? gross. Ugh. So gross. Why are the floors sticky? <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Corny. All right. No, and so uh, I, I think we're all going to kind of have the same thought process is that uh, this one, uh, I think is better than four. And actually, when I said earlier, I said, I don't think I've watched four. No, I did. I forgot. Um, There's probably a good reason. But this one is, uh, I think... Uh, better than four in terms of trying to recapture some of that old flame. However, it's got a little bit in that realm of, uh, all right, this is just too stupid. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, and some of the, okay. So some of the things that actually didn't, that bothered me were, you know, um, a jet ski shark, um, jumping between two ships with a, why is this, why is that part of the ship alive? Right. You know, stuff like that. So, uh, um, anyway, so I did have a problem with, I guess, a lot of the extra magic this time around. It's like, you want ghosts? We got ghosts. You want uh, sea creatures? We give you sea creatures. You want Orlando Bloom looking all weird? You've got that too. So, I think it's, it was too much, maybe, in this movie. But I don't know what you take out. And I don't think it makes it better. I just think it's still too many... Things. Well, and, and for what it's worth, this is the shortest of the four, five movies, at only two minutes and a couple, two hours and a couple minutes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but personally, I would have taken out that whole wedding scene. I thought that was pointless and dumb. I did not laugh yes. at all. Yes, absolutely. I, it absolutely. just made me uncomfortable. It's overdone. Yeah, yeah, that's just stupid. It was dumb, and it, I mean, frankly, like. I, I understand the humor and the movies do this all the time when it's kind of a slapstick humor where you get, you know, you get a woman and then you make her up to be a, a horrible fine woman. And then you, you put the hero in a, in a place where he must, you know, he kiss her or marry her or sleep with her or whatever. Right. And it, and it's funny, but like, like I was just uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know why it just made me, it just grossed me out. It was just, so anyway, I, they went too far and, like I felt like we scabies. were do what? Was it because she had scabies? Yeah, <laughs> he says I got scabies. <laughs> so do I. Ah. and like and you know there's that. Like they had to take the extra step to make sure to remind the audience that she's gross. Like she spits right before she's gonna kiss him, and then she like licks her lips all gross. Like I mean, and it, it was what? just that's how my wife kisses me. And like the other part was like they talked to that guy pig like we we're supposed to know who he is. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, I think, <clears throat> yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's like it, it was weird. Like you know, they had other characters from previous movies, obviously, like ancillary characters. And there were some of the guys, you know, the guy with the wooden eye. He didn't come back for this one, and the bald dude, and 
There was some oh, that's other, right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, they didn't come back. It was just because they didn't want to. Um, yeah, maybe, or, they replaced them basically with other similar characters. Right, yeah. You still had a tall, skinny dude with a beard who was in the Hobbit movies. Um, and then you had another guy who was kind of short and slightly balding. Okay, fine. We just replaced them with other dudes. Um, I mean, Sam didn't even notice it. You've seen it twice. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for those guys. Um, <laughs> but like, I felt like I was supposed to know, like he, he made it. He's like, Oh, it's pig such and such. Like, Oh, he wasn't in any of the movies. Why do we, why are we treating him? Like we should know who he is. I mean, it's the fifth movie and we're introducing characters in a way that made us feel like maybe, I don't know. It just, it felt weird. That whole scene was gross and dumb and pointless. Yeah. I think, uh, that would have been a greater payoff had, uh, I mean, I, I think we're all going to think this, but if Pig had been the first movie and every movie, he somehow manages to be in a situation where he's like, you're going to marry my sister, and then Jack always escapes. Or then, something. Even if he's just a on running the... running joke, yeah. Even yeah, if I he's just in the, in the first movie or the third movie where he was on the crew and he didn't have... He only had like three lines and Jack made him do something stupid and then he got left at sea or something. And then here he is to exact a little bit of revenge to marry his weird sister or whatever. Like, well, and on top of that, he's a wasted character because he literally is wasted. Yeah. And then Barbosa yeah. shoots him in the gut. <laughs> um, which, well, we have a running gag of Barbosa shooting him. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> he gets shot in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's Kenny. Well, and the other thing that was just kind of dumb is like Barbosa shoots him and then he keeps holding that weapon like it's threatening. Like, you only got one shot. Like, that's the way those guns worked back then, right? So, <laughs> you can't use that to threaten it other than a club. Um, but anyway, it's fine. Um, sorry, Corny, were you done? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I was done uh, okay. with this movie. But uh, <laughs> overall, I, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's still a Pirates movie. And uh, granted, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one, but. I mean, hell, it was actually enjoyable to watch. All right, right on. I'm with you. Uh, Sam. All right. Um, saw this in the theater. I don't know why. I haven't seen a, a Pirates movie in the theater for a while, but I think it was just I finally had a day where I could, and it was the only thing in there that was worth watching. But um, went into this after seeing four, and I was not expecting much. And, you know, we always talk about expectations and what's put up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I fairly enjoyed most of the parts of these movie of this movie. Um, basically, you could break it down into scenes, and you know, I'm sure they storyboarded all this out and had you know cute little um, animatronics, not animatronics, but animation of what they're going to do. There are some really fun scenes to watch in this movie. Um, I love the bank heist. <laughs> Um, so dumb. And, it was so dumb. In the very beginning. Oh. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, That's not how buildings and, uh, work. You know that, Sam. <laughs> do I? You know how buildings work. That's not how they what? work. <laughs> yeah, but you got to I mean, it's pirates for God. Oh, so. I, I know. We got zombie pirates and zombie sharks. I mean, I know yeah. you have, you know, you have to park your brain at the door. But yeah. I was, when that, when it started happening, I just assumed that they were going to drag the safe through the wall and then we would have hilarity of him like on the safe being shot at and like all of the rest of the scene just on the safe mm-hmm. but instead they're you know they took the that freaking building with them you know that one scene in twister when they drive through the house they took that and then did it for seven minutes 
But I, I laughed through that. I laughed at the guillotine. Um, that was actually a pretty good scene. That was a and, cool and scene. That scene and that yeah. scene, and, uh, you know, and it's these scenes that, that pop into my head. And I think that's where therein lies the problem in terms of why we haven't seen a good Pirates movie since the really the first one is because they've been focusing on this incredible spectacle of pirates instead of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell you all day long about the, about the, the, uh, the bank heist or the guillotine scene, but I can't for the life of me remember what part of the story it would have been in. But if you talk about the first movie, everything in that movie was driving the story and driving it forward in a good a reasonable, as far as you can be reasonable in the pirates realm, right. um, understandable manner. And, um, you know, they, they got to the second and third movies and they just tried to get too epic. I think with this whole story, whereas the first movie was kind of a smaller in scope and, and they get to this fifth one. I think they've redeemed themselves in terms of, uh, of um, the uh, what pirates is about because they're start hopefully they're getting a little further away from Jack and more on some of these other characters. Um, but I I kind of enjoyed it. I I enjoy being in that fantasy pirate fantasy realm. I think it would be fun to hang around and be on Jack's crew. Um, <laughs> except that everybody dies. On yeah, Jack's I was crew. like, you you, you better everybody, be, you know. <laughs> Good friends. The Barbosa's crew is even worse. Yeah. Um, but Jack's crew, I mean, everybody just dies yeah. uh, in this thing. Make sure you have a lot of speaking <laughs> lines. Does anybody else notice that, I, well, at least in my perspective, I feel like the pirates themselves have gotten more colorful since the first movie. Like, you know, they the were first like one they're doing really dark. And then this movie, there's, I mean, they're wearing like bright colors. They're wearing green and purple and yeah, I All think they were trying to, they're trying to lighten up the movie a little bit. Because 2 and 3, I mean, 3 is actually kind of a dark film. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And 4 is also dark tonally, but I think like the majority of the movie is at night. And The Ian, mermaids in, in 4 is they're, like... They're kind of scary, and Ian McShane yeah. is, is a terrifying man anyway, um, as Blackbeard, so... But, but I will tell you, if you could have switched Blackbeard for Javier Bardem, I... Uh, or whatever his character was, I that would have been better. I did not buy his character. And the, the little clip that you played at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, that is horrible. That is the worst writing ever. Um, it, it's just miserable writing. Well, it's it also totally bad took acting. me out of the movie it's, it's, um, I when mean, he says it. So Well, and, he, and he's, he's obviously channeling this, okay, every movie I've ever been in, I'm a bad guy, right? He's always a bad guy. I literally have never yeah. seen him in where he wasn't the bad guy. And he's always had kind of this ability to strike terror in the hearts of men. I mean, No Country for Old Men, he's terrifying. That's because he says very few things. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's very... In this one, I guess they're like, hey, just go over the top because this is a pirate movie. And you can be over the top. And so he just channeled his inner whatever. Jim Carrey, I don't know. He just went... And it was it was bad. I just didn't like any of it. I mean, almost horrible. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of like the idea of the uh, the overzealous Spaniard uh, killing everyone. 
I'm good um, with the I'm good with the root character. I just think he acted it poorly. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if this makes you feel any better, and I'm, I'm getting into my trivia a little bit. But Christoph Waltz was the original. Waltz was the original bad guy, hmm. uh, and he had a dropout due to a thing. He's filming alcoholism. No, he's filming another movie, and he couldn't. Uh-huh. They couldn't do it in time. So were they going to have a? a he would French have been, it would have been fleet? he would have been British or he would have been yeah it would have been or, maybe Dutch can he do a he can't do a Spanish accent no he wouldn't have been Spanish he had a different name I remember reading the trivia it was a See, but no one expects a Spanish Inquisition mm. <laughs> all right sorry Sam keep going if you if you have more to say I think that yeah I think that's pretty much it um, I I think they should focus more on story and maybe spend a little more time in the writers' room, and that's about it. <laughs> I, love the, I still love the look of the world. Yeah, I mean it's it's so much fun to be there. But yeah, the the things that I so I'll say this: you said that you want them to kind of get away from Jack a little bit. I'm actually the opposite. I like Jack, but the Jack has slowly gotten worse as a character. In my opinion. Yeah. Like from the from the first movie, think about it. Yeah, he plays this kind of weird, hands in the air, kind of runs strange. But he's like, but he always, even in the movie when he's in jail, like or like he's in prison, like you always kind of feel like he's two steps ahead, always. Mm-hmm. And he has an escape plan, and and he knows, like he just knows everything, right? He just always seems to, he knows this magical thing, and he knows what this thingy over here is, and like. Whereas, and then as he gets farther along, I mean, this movie, he's drunk half the time and we're literally doing pratfalls in mud. Mm -hmm. Like this is where we've gotten the character and I, and I didn't like it. And, and I'm okay with Jack being hard on his luck and the pearl is in a glass bottle and he, he hasn't figured out how to open it yet. And like, I'm okay with, with all that. I'm okay with the bank heist going wrong. Um, but it seemed like a piss poor reason to get rid of the compass, first of all, because mm-hmm. Jack would know the one, the significance of the compass and what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very powerful magical artifact. I mean, it's what it is. And he wouldn't trade it for a bottle of rum that he doesn't get to drink anyway, by the way, which is, you know, kind of, <laughs> he gets shot. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing about Jack uh, was, was, is he brilliant or is he, is he a fool? You know, does he plan it out or does he go as it, as, uh, as it comes? And they've slowly gotten away from that whole questioning exactly, is he brilliant? To more along the lines of, this guy's an idiot who's, who's, who's lucky. lucky. I mean, like in the third movie or the second movie, I can't remember which one, there's a scene where he, he, he's trying to get away from the British after he's made his deal. And he shoots a cannon <laughs> And he, he flings him over to the other ship or whatever, and it shoots down the mast. And the guy says, he, he has to be the, the greatest pirate I've ever heard of. Because, like, he planned that, right? That was a clever moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas he didn't have a single one of those moments in this movie, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. like, everyone else had to be good and clever around him, right? Like, the kid comes swinging in, and he's hanging by <laughs> his neck. No, that's the other movie. Um, but he's... He comes swinging in, and he's like, what was that? And he's like, I'm the distraction. Like, oh, that was clever, because then the team comes up and shoots a cannon. Like, that's clever and kind of terrifying. Um, and again, Jack is just the, he's the punchline throughout the whole movie. He's just a punchline. 
Um, and he never really gets a moment to be Jack. I mean, even at the end of the movie, the climax, only thing he does is not die by the trident. He doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. He's not the one that figures out you're supposed to break it. He doesn't even break it. Like, that's what the two kids do. And um, he, oh, he does give Hector his sword. I mean, that's really all he does, right? So mm-hmm. you handed the dude a sword, and then Barbosa died again. Oh yes. I mean, do we care? Are we mad? Are we sad that he's gone? I'm like, I mean, you know what I'm saying really. like, I mean, he's always a bad guy, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. He, That'll he, be the rules. He is a bad guy. Like we're we in this moment where we kind of feel bad because he finally is reconnected with his daughter that he um, had basically forgotten about, and and for she, four movies, yeah, and. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, her whole life, I guess, for 18 years or 20 years or how old she is. Um, and Well, assuming she's around the age of Henry Turner, that would have happened to have, had to have happened somewhere in that. About uh, 19 years, because he was 19 or 20, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, though the actors are older, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. Oh, yeah. what, the, what, the third movie? Do what? I'm sorry. So, so yeah, the they both would have had been born during the third movie, right? Yeah. yeah, between the third and fourth movie, um, between the time at the end of the third movie before the, obviously the end credits because the end credits is ten years later. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm not really all sad that he's dead, but then the end where Jack is on the ship and then he says, "I have a I have a meeting or I have a rendezvous with." past the horizon or something like is he going back to davy jones locker to get barbosa like does he feel beholden to this man for some reason you did shoot him once right like (laughs) he marooned you twice and would have killed you had he had an opportunity to to get the trident for himself you know like i'm not really bad sad that he's gone he's an interesting (laughs) character but whatever um okay anyway uh all right, uh, I'm trying to think of some other things. Oh, so my hopping man in this movie, and it's been a while since we had a really good one, but I've, I, this one just shook out, shook out, stood out. Stood out. Uh, I don't know what shook out means. Is the witch lady, like the actual <laughs> witch lady. Which, which lady? The witch lady. Oh, yeah, the baldy. <laughs> the bald witch lady with the green goop. Which All lady? All right, I, I got to ask the question. <laughs> which, I which, see what you're doing. Which is worse? The green goop that she drank as "quote unquote" tea, or Luke drinking green milk from sea creature. Oh, the putty stuff. The hers. Oh, no, no. Luke's was was much worse. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was warm and fresh out of that. Whatever know, that thing was. Yeah. Sea giraffe nipple. Did you did you just assume his milk status? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm with I'm with Andrew. Uh, <laughs> The the milk scene in Last Jedi freaked me out way worse than her drinking gack. And just the milk's gone bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like she, they said, all right, you need to decipher this, and she says okay, and then they they never bring her back. And even those guys that chased her, them, they just die. They have no point in the movie. <laughs> like. I felt bad for Faramir. Like, what are you doing? Like, why did why even have you there? There was no point. They literally had no point. I mean, they could have, he could have, they could have, you know, left the island 
and they could have never been introduced into the store again, and it would have mattered, right? Because because they catch Gibbs and the other guys, and then they beat up that poor dude for no reason because Gibbs <laughs> is an asshole. And then they escape because apparently it's just super easy to escape from Briggs with a toenail. And then Ew. they get off on a boat, and then they just ma- magically find the Black Pearl right before the... The HMS whatever dies. Like there was no point. They had no point. It was dumb. It was dumb. And I, again, I felt bad for Faramir, and I couldn't help but laugh. They they obviously made up his face to make him look, you know, because in this world everyone's all gross and um. Except Elizabeth Swan. Except Elizabeth, yeah, and the girl, yeah, and and the guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, the you kid. always have to get them in soft focus. Yeah. But the 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 Faramir character, his his name is Scarfield. Really, Scarfield, like like the cat, like the cat, but loves his lasagna. Like it's 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 uh, Al Pacino's pet cat. Looks like I had a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little friend, Scarfield. He pulls up a cat instead of a machine gun. Um, anyway, it was dumb. Uh... I was, I was looking at who the uh, who the witch lady was. I've seen her and stuff before. Um, yeah, interesting. But uh, her character name was Sh- I, I want to say Shasta, but it's not. It's Shanza. Shanza. Like, that's a soda, isn't it? Yeah, Shasta is <laughs> or was. It's actually uh, Winifred Sanderson. Oh, <laughs> one of the Sanderford Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Oh, nice hocus pocus reference. There you go. Nice. Uh, anyway, so she had no point. Like again, she and and there, there's a line that she says, and it's funny. My notes are so out of order because I was remembering things. I uh, while we were waiting for everybody to hop on to the show. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I was just uh, I was just sitting here. I was like, oh wait, I forgot about this. She uses the line when he comes in. He goes, "If you come in my door, there's a price to be paid in blood." What price did he ever? Pay? What was the bounty or cost? You know what I'm saying? Like there was no. Mm-hmm. She just gives him the the compass. Like is, I'm, I'm confused. There was no barter. You know you what I'm think saying? That was. Do you think that was kind of foreshadowing that he's going to have to die? Oh, is that what it was? Oh. I did not um, pick up on that. Well, she did say, uh, and uh, uh, people do, or people eventually do. What? People, people eventually. Oh, people eventually die. That or, uh, pay pay the blood. Pay yeah, the blood. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. And I had not thought of it like that. So that actually kind of helps a little bit. Um, that okay. In order to get the, the the compass, you're gonna have to whatever. I'm with you. All right. Oh, good. Okay. So then I don't feel so bad. Not bad, but um, I'm not, the the movie just gained a point, in my opinion. Um, not sure horses could move a building, but nothing in this world makes sense. <laughs> More um, a British ton safe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> British ton. I did like the bit when he he gets out of the safe and he's like, "Oh, there's a woman in there. That's my wife." And he's like banging the mayor's wife. That's just funny. Um, uh, Blood Moon doesn't turn the red the world like fire red. That's not what they do, but. Whatever. 
Right. You weren't red this morning. I mean, they, we had one this morning, and like he's all red. I am all red. <laughs> but I mean, it was like they <laughs> it was like they they put like a a four K light in front of her, and then put just a bunch of red gel in front of it and just bathe her. I mean, it was like uh it's like red alert on a starship or something. It was, a, it was pretty red. Anyway, um, did that ship just eat a ship? Um, I ship you not. <laughs> I ship I you my pants. Um, what, Andrew? <laughs> oh, uh, I wrote, these movies really go out of their way to show that the British Empire is evil. You know, ah, once the British Empire gets the trident, then we will rule the seas. Like, oh, come on. Like, I know British Empire, British rule, and all this stuff, but do, do, do we have to make them the bad guys all the time? I mean, I don't know. Yes, but, they are, though. I guess yes. they are. Whatever. Just because you're of British uh, descendants or whatever they are. Well, well we are. To our, to our, our British listener. Uh, we? Uh, no. We have a few British listeners. Don't be mad. We didn't make the movie. Okay? No. You should be no, mad. But at, we've all seen Star Wars. We know the British. Yeah, but it's funny because in Star Wars, they're all British <laughs> yeah. actors, but they're supposed to be German. They're, they're portraying Nazis, so it's kind of funny. Um, I guess it would have been too on the nose to have them all with German accents, I guess. I don't know. Yavel. Um Yavel. Did we really yeah. need to see how Jack got all of his stuff? You know, how he gets the... You know, I, I actually like that. I appreciate yeah? it. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I was cool with that. Oh, let me ask you this. CGI Johnny Depp. Do you guys like that? No. No, I thought they did a great job on that. Looked weird. I can't. There were yeah, there were like two moments where it was weird. It was it was okay for the most part, but you could definitely tell it was yeah. It, it wasn't as bad as Leia. No, I thought it was actually a lot one. better than Leia in Rogue One. Now the big yeah, difference, of course, is that Johnny Depp is actually playing that that scene, and you know right. they did not you know Carrie Fisher did not come on set for that that one scene that was obviously just. A stand-in that looked similar. Are you to saying her. that she didn't have the same figure as she did back then? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think her facial structure was the same. Okay. Um, we're also talking about <laughs> oh, a thirty-something-year difference. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I has an it it didn't bother me. I just thought it was. I actually thought it was pretty good, honestly. Um, actually, pretty close to the level of. Young CGI uh, Kurt Russell from Guardians Two. Like yeah. It didn't really bother yeah. me. The only part that really bothered me in Guardians Two is when he starts kissing on that young woman. I'm like, oh, is that actually old man Kurt Russell kissing on her? Should I be grossed For out? Him. Should she be grossed out? Anyway, um, whatever. Got some of that dried up spittle in the corner of his mouth. Oh, I mean, he's old man. He probably. I mean, I don't know what he smells like. Jack, like old Jack Daniels and. Uh, I imagine he smells and like regret smoldering wood. I don't know, stuff. dude. I mean, Goldie Hawn. I mean, they've not—they're not married, but they've been together for thirty-something years. And I mean, like I say, good on him. And he's got a wonderful daughter. I mean, she's hot, and he doesn't care about that. But um, I, you know, I—I I don't think he has much regret, honestly. I mean, you know, he's Jack Burton. Leave him the hell alone. He—he's um, had a few, but then again, you know, too few to mention. Son of a bitch must pay. There you go. So <laughs> I couldn't get to it fast enough. Ah. All right. So anyway. Um. Yep. Yeah, I have that on my phone. 
I should really freak people out and like just play random stuff. From Put that my... as your text message. Uh... No, if I'm going to do a text one uh, <laughs> for you, Andrew or Sam, it's going to be patient. There's yeah, so I'll do that. One. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. You fuse the beginning of "Son of a Bitch Must Pay" and then have patient as the patient. Oh yeah, okay. Like, Son of a bitch must pay. Patient, patient. There's yeah, okay, that was awkward. <laughs> um, and then of course for corny, I have to have Cornelius. <laughs> could, you, um, could you imagine just having that? <laughs> just ringing. <laughs> oh, man, right now I just don't want to. Whenever I'm at work, I don't want to hear my name at all now. <laughs> Yeah, so, anyway. Uh, and, of course, for Andrew, it would be... In the bud, yes. Yeah, I can't have that. <laughs> anyway, um, Sean and his sound clips on his phone. Um, Speaking of sound clips, did you catch the uh, the shark clip? No, there's the shark clip? Yeah, he says, uh, Maybe hello, my name's Bruce. No, I didn't get that part. You didn't catch that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fisher friends, Fisher friends. I, I somehow missed that part. I'm not sure how, but I did. Fisher um, friends. <laughs> no food. Yeah, it, was, it was right before you hooked him in the mouth with the grapple. Oh, he's like Fisher <laughs> yeah. friends, not food. Here, take a grappling hook. Rah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Why exactly was the shark jet? Oh, because it went after uh, uh, young Will Turner again. But, and he was able to steer the shark, which was more impressive. That's true. Yeah, and like again, it was super, super convenient super that it, at that point. That one, it was going that fast, and two, like going towards the shore, and then he was able to, yeah, like you said, steer it off away from whatever. It was, yeah, it was all kind of. It was all. There yeah. had to be a better way to do that. I, I don't know. Whatever. I, at least you know he could have jumped that shark and uh yeah i was trying to make that joke too corny um and i couldn't figure out a way to make it work because literally the shark jumps them so does that still work and like (laughs) instead of jumping the shark it's a jumping shark (laughs) like does that work is that (laughs) in caribbean shark jumps you right (laughs) i am not offline why is it my what is happening what? My phone has just decided, ah, you're no longer connected to the internet. Yes, I am. Um, phone don't like you. It doesn't. Being weird. Because oh. we were talking about sharks, and I was going to pull up uh, this song. Uh, of course, I'm sure we're going to get a a commercial before it happens. Yeah, six seconds. Ooh, what was that? Oh, my gosh. What is happening? What the heck? It's <laughs> going God. Uh, I don't know if this is it or not, but my son, he's five, and he has the he has uh, he has what? YouTube kids, and he got on there one day and got a hold of this thing, and let's see if this is it or not. I don't know if it is. If this is it, oh, come on with this. <laughs> No, that's not it. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> I wish I could remember what it's called. <laughs> this train is derailing so fast. Oh, it's it. awful. <laughs> oh, wait, there's is that it? Shark song? 
Oh yeah, this is it. I think this is it. Anyway, we're gonna keep keep talking. Somebody else keep talking because this is the worst. Was anybody else kind of creeped out by the the bird that <laughs> like the very first dead oh, yeah. thing that we saw? All right, so I have yes, I was very creeped out by that. I my biggest question is why is everything that's I guess he controls every dead thing? Well, yeah, my question was yeah, the same thing was like where did these sharks and this bird come from? Were they mm-hmm. on the boat when the when it went in there and it got sucked up by the lava water? <laughs> Whatever I, that was. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, how that process happened? Was it like yeah. everything died in that year? In that moment is controlled by him. Right. And he gets special powers. Yeah, and that's the thing. Okay, so first of all, I found this stupid video. So just enjoy this for the next five seconds. We're going to get kicked off YouTube for this, but but this is this got stuck in my head for about five days. Oh yeah, it's coming. Let it build up. Oh yeah. And that goes on for four minutes. That goes on for four minutes. And you know, they do baby shark and then mama shark and daddy shark and grandma shark and grandpa shark. Oh, it's great. Yeah, this is what happens when you have a five-year-old. Yeah. And he discovers YouTube kids. It's a good thing he was he didn't find any of the porn that was on YouTube kids. Um, but no, so that's the other thing that kind of bothered me about this movie specifically and the last movie also specifically. So in Pirates 1, cursed Aztec gold, right? We don't need mm-hmm. to explain it other than it's cursed gold. You take it, you die. You, tur- you turn into zombie, right? Cool. Two and three, Davy Jones is whatever. He's, 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 um, um, he's mad. Well, no, he's mad. Davy Jones himself was was it was his task to ferry the dead, right? So he was always this kind of sea god kind of a thing, right? Like he was already imbued with power uh, mm-hmm. by the goddess Calypso. Like we've established that Calypso, the goddesses are a thing and, and whatever, right? And so he has powers and he turned into a fish for some reason and his fish crew, for whatever reason, I guess they lived underwater for too long. I don't really explain it, but I'm okay with that. Do they live in a pineapple? Under the sea? Maybe. Ah, I'm yes, not sure. <laughs> and then the fourth one, Blackbeard just has magic for some reason. Like he has a sword that can control a ship. And we're not sure why. Like like Edward Teach was a real dude, but why can he do these things that he can? We're not really sure. Mm-hmm. It was just because he's Ian McShane, I guess. He can be scary and do that. So like in this one, when we first meet Salazar, like, ooh, he's... He's a he's constantly floating and he's kind of scary and he's got black tar blood coming out of his face all the time, and then we find out that he went into the place and then the red lava thing got him and all the other undead people and in the current state in which they were dead, right? So have exploded guy and apparently sharks were down there, either being burned or they were just dead in the water for whatever reason because they were all decayed too and then again the birds it was really weird like they didn't split and the whole curse like why i don't understand why he was cursed other than they went through the little yeah right like what's the point of the if you just go in there you're cursed and then their curse was was broken so now that place doesn't exist anymore 
because it broke. It all collapsed. So no more curse, I guess. I, it's just it seems strange. Like they didn't. The rules didn't make sense. Yeah, you know, most of the time I can uh, like argue some of the rules, but no, no, no. You're right on this one. Uh, nothing. Yeah, like uh, you know. If you touch a zombie, you'll die. But then you can hug a zombie and you're fine. That kind of thing, like uh, right. That, yeah, that's what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, and you know, vampires sparkle in the daylight now for some reason. I don't know. It was just the rules just didn't make sense. So <laughs> I don't know why I brought up Twilight. That was weird. Because um, it was just as bad a story as this. <laughs> no, those those movies are worse. <laughs> Shots sorry. Fired. Shots fired. My favorite, one of my favorite memes ever. It's a picture of the, the opening scene from Up. And it says it's a better love story than four Twilight novels. Um, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did write, um, admittedly, a zombie shark is kind of terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. um, but there should have been more commentary on the, the zombie shark. Uh, I, you know, it's a shark. It's a dead shark. Right. It's a zombie shark. Right. I mean, and you've got to think like the producers are sitting there, or the directors, writers, whatever, they're like, okay, we need to create a sense of um, peril for our, our characters as they're rowing towards shore. Um, what's scary? Well, in the water, you got sharks. So that's pretty scary. But how could we make them scarier? Make them zombie sharks and you can't kill them. And then they just disappear. They never come back in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do they? Are they recaptured? Do they just... Are they, are, do <laughs> yeah, they, they come back. <laughs> like, do they if spin... They really wanted something scary in the water. I mean, the reason I don't get in the water when I go to the beach... I've seen human turds floating in the ocean, <laughs> and I refuse. Zombie, to get in zombie the ocean. turds. Zombie yeah. turds would have made this scary. Uh, <laughs> how about a, like zombie kraken? That'd be. I'm still, I'm still mad at him for killing the kraken in a third movie. Well, yeah. it was kind of a cool thing that they had in the second movie, but it was kind of an op thing. I mean, having the kraken and all the other stuff happening, it would have been kind of crazy. Anyway. Um, and it's also a good thing that his uh, Kraken is always within earshot of his giant cell phone call that he makes in the movie. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, well, that just happened to stumble on the ship. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they just happened. I mean, uh, the wedding bit was awful and frankly not funny. I wrote, um, I did like the, I call it the J.J. Abrams reveal. So if you guys remember, we did uh, Into Darkness. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, where we had not one but two times the Enterprise has to rise up from either the water or the clouds. I mean, we <laughs> asked it on the show, why is the Enterprise under the ocean? Literally the only reason is so J.J. can have the Enterprise rising out of water because that shot's never mm-hmm. been done before in the history of Star Trek. So he wanted that shot. And he did it in the first movie. You have to have the Enterprise rising out of the water or out of the clouds um, of Saturn or something. So it was like the same thing, right? Like they throw the, the pearl in. And then they kind of had this cool coming out of the water and rocking and stuff. And that was pretty cool. I thought that was that was pretty neat to, to yeah. do. Um, evil Ship X Machina, I wrote that. Um, oh, new rule. Now you can possess as a zombie the living. So they're not zombies. They're ghosts. Ghost, right? Okay, so now they're ghosts that can possess the living. Mm-hmm. But they're ghosts yeah. that can manipulate matter. Right, okay. So I guess they're like Casper and whatever. So anyway. Slimer. Slimer, yeah. Um, 
Uh, it was weird to see. Also wrote, weird to see Barbosa make the sacrifice play, but maybe he felt like he didn't have a choice. He had to, now that Andrew enlightened me to that his, he had a debt to pay, maybe he had to. Uh, book Ex Machina and definitely feel like there's going to be a third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't want it to be. I mean, they're going to have... Just try to think, you know, are they are they reaching the depths of Mariner... Uh, lore? Stories? Lore? Yeah. I mean... You know, what else is have there? Have they reached the bottom of the barrel? The rum barrel. <laughs> I'm with you, Sam, though. I think if they're going to do another one, the story has to be a good story. Yeah, please. Well, I mean, the, the, the end of this movie teases Davy Jones, right? Because now he's back in... From outer space, no, he's he's uh, um, you know, he's back in whatever form he is. I mean, he looked all tentacly in the shadows, but maybe that's just Will's nightmare. We don't know, but I mean, he's there, he's back. So, mm-hmm. are they gonna have to fight him again or something else? We, I don't know. I don't. I mean, they haven't even announced. They've announced the movie, but they don't. They've not gotten any farther into it, but. Um, and I think Will and Elizabeth Turner are going to have to be involved. In, they're going to have to get Orlando and what's her name involved. So, because um, I actually think that was part of what made the fourth one kind of bad is that we it, it was so different than the uh-huh. other three. And I'm not I'm not pulling a Star Wars where I'm like it must be different but the same. No, it was just we had a bunch of new characters and new magic powers and a lot of other weird stuff. So anyway. Uh, and then I also wrote, what happened to Jack's ship? I'm like, what happened to it? Did it, it is it hopping ship? Is that what we're going to call this? Hopping man? <laughs> I mean, because the, the British take it, and then what? They just blow it up? Do they they tow it? They scuttle it? They give it to Goodwill? I don't know. What, what do they do with it? I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, tropes, I wrote, stuffy captains don't listen to advice from underlings trope. that We've had that one a bunch. Um... The no man can, but a woman can bit that they stole from God. Lord of the Rings. Even that I thought was cheesy. Oh, hell yeah, it's cheesy. But again, you have to think in the 19-teens when he wrote that, that was clever writing, you know? Because yeah. in the 19-teens, I mean, it was a... You want to talk about a, a patriarchal society, like, that's all it was back then, you know? So... The fact that he that he, that Tolkien wrote that, I think, is actually clever. Does it? It doesn't really. It didn't play really well in two thousand and three, um, but mm-hmm. well enough for it to win Best Picture of the Year. Um, and eating an apple makes people look like douchebags. Um, I don't know why that's a the trope, <laughs> but it is. Have you ever noticed that? How do we make this actor look more like a douche? Have him eat an apple. Okay. You know, I think it's because it's just so, uh, what's the term? Uh, Pompous? Pompous, yeah. Like, who carries an apple outside of a lunch situation? And it's it's loud, and you can't, like, there's no way to eat an apple quietly or even sexy. You know, like, you're, nom, 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 you're gnawing on it. I mean, they're like, hey, Captain Kirk, how can we make Captain Kirk in the Kobayashi Maru and the J.J. Abrams reboot, how can we make him look more cocky and douchey? <gasps> well, make him eat an apple during his test. Like, they did that in that movie. And it's a trope that's been in a dozen other movies, but anyway. Could be worse, though. Could be a banana. Could have been a banana, <laughs> yeah. 
In one bite, I learned never eat a banana in front of high school kids. No, no kidding. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for some that. clippy clips? And by the way, uh, oh, yeah. you, you you must uh, eating apple sexually is is possible. Uh, I mean, I do it daily. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> well, you know, I guess when you're corny, you can do that. I only captured five clips because there's a point in the movie where nothing becomes funny anymore and it becomes super serious and there's really just not a whole lot to talk about. So I just, I only captured five. Um, so here you go. Number one, I thought this was uh, pretty, pretty fun. I confess that I'm not a witch, that I am a woman of science. I confess that I have survived on my own with nothing but a diary from a father I never knew and a quest for the truth of who I am. I confess that I will die before I give up this search. And I confess that while we've been talking, I picked this lock. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I liked her. Lies, a little true lies moment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right, yeah. Um, nice. she, she's from the Maze Runner movies. That's where I knew her from. And the dude, we've seen him in The Giver. The kid, he was in The Giver. Oh, yeah. That we saw. So, uh, wouldn't be a pirate movie without a good dick joke. Pirate barbers are ruled of these seas now. Mm-hmm. Has 10 ships, guns full. Not to mention these cannonballs. 18 pounds each, they say. One legged man with 18 pound balls. That's why he walks. <laughs> The oceans nope. return to blood. Nope. Stop. Stop. Gosh, dang it. All right. Uh, Sam, here's here's the joke that apparently you don't remember happening, but here we go. To turn okay. to blood. Best to stay on dry land where it's safe. I'm about to be executed on dry land. Good point. Did I ever tell you the one about the skeleton? Yes, you have many times. The skeleton goes into a bar, orders a beer and a mop. <laughs> uh, the guy in the background laughs. So. I know that's my favorite part. Is the guy in the background laughs? <laughs> Jack just looks. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Okay, um, and this part made me laugh. It just, it, Gibbs being Gibbs. Prepare to drown. Uh, I cut it off there. Hold on, I'll try again. Prepare to drown. <laughs> Prepare to drown. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know some. Some, uh, whether it's good advice, I don't know. It's just more of Jack giving advice. Now, a bit of discretion when causing a brunette. Never pursue her sister. But if you cannot avoid the charm of a sister, kill the brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There you go. That's the clips. That's all I got. Um, Oh, wait. Crap. I keep forgetting to do this. Who didn't love you? Um... And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay. Uh, the the jo- the joke Jack Sparrow's uncle tells when I just played is the same joke Al Pacino told Johnny Depp during production of Donnie Brasco. So nice. Several head the the severed heads in the guillotine basket are the film directors Joachim Roning Roning and ESPN Sandberg. It's actually Who? ESPN. It's E-S-P-E-N, but I call them E-S-P-E-N. <laughs> although they play the parents and son, although they play parents, what? Although they play parents and son in Pirates of the Caribbean, that doesn't make sense. 
That's such a badly worded sentence. <laughs> Although they play parents and son in Pirates of the Caribbean, this one, uh, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom are close in age to Brenton Thwaites, Thwaites, whatever his name is. Uh, Bloom is only 12 years older than the, the kid playing his son. And Kira Knightley is only four years older than him. So that's kind of funny. Uh, the father, Jack Sparrow, I played that. I mentioned that Keith Richards did Paul McCartney. Uh, in the flashback scene, we see Jack is on a ship called the Wicked Winch. This is actually the Black Pearl. It gets renamed when Davy Jones brings it back from the depths after it is set ablaze in the book Pirates of the Caribbean, The Price of Freedom, which made the uh, making the book canon. So Disney said, that book's canon. So there you go. All right. That's your trivia. Top three. Burp, derp, derp, derp. I got to find the cue. Uh... Excuse me while I whip this out. Okay. We just decided to take the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and put them in order. And I kind of think that our orders are going to be pretty close to the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah. So just, uh, Andrew, we'll just do um, bottom to top. Bottom to top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to have to go four, three, two, five, one. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty high up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I had more fun with this one than I did the second one, to be honest. I think once we got into the Davy Jones with the characters with all the, you know, creatures on their faces and uh, I, I don't know, I just didn't, didn't buy that one as much. Okay. Uh, Corny. All right, I'm gonna go uh, four, three, five, two, one. Okay. All right, so we're a little different. Uh, Sam, I'm pre- I'm gonna echo Corny. Uh, four, three, five, two, one. Okay. Uh, and I did four, five, three, two, one. I I like the first trilogy better than any of them. The other two, so. And I like them. In I the think order. the second one is is um, it, it's not quite a, a lost movie, but I I it had so much potential. Yeah, um, I, I and the ex- third one just wasted it. I liked yeah. the second one better than the third one. The yeah. only part, really, the third one that I liked, honestly, is that I think the score is the best of all of them. In the oh third yeah, one. in the third one, yeah, yeah, I think the score is fantastic of the third one. In fact, I have. Yeah. Yeah, for that, sure. That's the that's the score. That's the CD I bought was the third one, um, and huh. uh, yeah, and there's a euphonium solo in it. I don't know if you guys yep. are very aware of that. I'm I'm painfully aware of it, but there's a euphonium solo in it. Um, this was not a Hans Zimmer movie. This this movie, uh, Hans was too busy doing Dunkirk, um, which I, I still haven't seen. Yeah, yet. I haven't seen it either. And I want to, it's, it's one of the few Academy Award noms that I actually want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually don't ever watch all of them or really any of them because they're usually just not my kind of films. Um, music is Joff Zanelli, who is, who works with Hans many times. Uh, but you would know him for such things as scabies. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm doing uh, no scabies. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Pacific. He did the Pacific TV show. Um, he did Gamer oh. um, and some other stuff. Hitman. So he's done some stuff. Not a lot. But I thought he did fine on this movie. I mean, it was... 
You know, I, it was apparent that it wasn't Hans Zimmer. But. It was, it was, it was a little different, um, but there was nothing original. Like there was nothing yeah. new to it, right? He basically was just like, I'm just gonna do copy everything he's done before. It was nothing new to it. Like each the Hans Zimmer ones, because Hans Zimmer only did two, three, four, two, three, and four, and three is different from two as four is different than three. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing different in this. And, that, and that's, a, that's a sign of a good composer, right? John Williams, right? All, four, all well, really all six Star Wars films that he did, uh, seven Star Wars films that he did, they're all a little different than each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you get... You build like, on the motif. Right, and that's, that's a, good, a sign of a good composer. Um, and I have a really long rant about what the composer for Harry Potter 5 and 6 did because he literally took tracks from five and just plugged it into his CD player for six. And that just okay. set me off. Um, but I'm not going to go down that road tonight. Uh, that's it. That's our show out of 10. That's where we do the out of 10. You guys tell me. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Your score of uh, zero being the worst and 10 being the best. Can't make me. Um, well, I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, uh, Andrew. Um, well, I'm going to go with the, uh, I, I enjoyed this. I, I don't like it as much as the first, certainly. Um, but would I watch it again? Yeah, probably. Um, and I enjoyed it. There was a few things that bothered me, but not, not enough to, to make it a bad film. So I'm going to say, um, maybe like a six, six 6.67, just to be safe. What was that in response to, Corny? Oh, wait. Did uh, Sam's not show up? What? Oh. <laughs> Sam, your group me response of, okay, be there soon, just showed up. An hour later. That's great. I was saying <sighs> just being cheeky. Uh, Corny. <laughs> Uh, corny. Oh, uh, so I'm going to give it uh, uh, also a 6.7 monkey out of uh, 10. <laughs> we named the Jack. We need the monkey Jack. Uh, Sam. I'm going to give this um, a good 6.57 glass eyes out of 10. There were no a glass little bit eyes. higher if Javier Berdem would have... Um, not said that horrible line that we opened our podcast with. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. That's so bad. It's just eye rolling bad. Uh, so. Eye roll. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> we, all three of you so far have uh, ended your number with a seven. It's just kind of funny. Uh, but I'm with you there. I think, you know, it's fine. It's not great. Not bad. I mean, We've seen worse. Good summer entertainment. Um, we've yeah. seen worse uh, recently. Um, yeah. Um, actually, no, we haven't. Honestly, well, I guess back you have to go back up to Hickok. Was really kind of the last bad film we did. Uh, so anyway, I mean, none of us liked The Road, but I don't, I don't think it was a bad film. It was just um, hard to watch. It was just hard to watch, and I like this movie better than that. I'd rather watch this again, and I probably will with my wife at some point. So I'm going to give it just a little bit higher than that one. So I'm just going to give it a 6.5 uh, out of 10. Nope, just a 7. 
6.5, I mean, so that gives it an average score of 6.61. Um, and I think that's perfectly fine and fair. Um, yeah, that's it. That's our show. Uh, what are we doing right. next week? Well, I'll tell you what we're doing next week, damn it. Stop asking. Jeez. Peace oh. out, losers. Uh, we're doing the Will Smith Netflix original movie, Bright. Where, where, uh, oh, that means we get to be super racist next week. Magical creatures and Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? We are, yeah, yeah, no, okay, yeah. cool. I'm uh, looking forward to that then. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, Bright is our movie next week. We're looking forward yeah, to welcome that. Welcome to Middle Earth, <laughs> right? Oh, that'd be great if you said something like that. Uh, that means that next week is episode 198, and then after that is 199, and after that is episode 200. Holy crap, episode 200 is coming up so fast. So, Don't threaten me with that. Um, so, I don't know why I did that. No, I meant to put that there. Anyway, so episode 200 is coming up. I'm really excited for it. Please, if you have not emailed or messaged me, with your request for your movie, um, please do so. As, as soon as you hear this show, I mean, you, even if you're driving, well, don't pull over. Don't do it while you're driving. You could literally go on the, 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 the Facebook, Facebook page and do it from there or Twitter, direct message, or obviously you can send an email. Because, again, we, we have a list of movies right now. We have a list of a good 10 or 15 movies to choose from. And if your movie is selected, you will win a $25 gift card of... A movie theater of your choice, as long as it's what, Andrew? AMC? Uh, it can be whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I thought you already had one. Whatever works better for the listener. Yeah, so whatever works for you guys. So, cool. I mean, that's really great. Um, and thank you for participating in that. That's our show. That's going to do it. I got to pull my script back up because I don't know what to say. Um, Bright is our After show. After almost next 200 week. times. I know. I still have to have a script to. to get out of the show um on behalf uh, of chad evans uh on behalf of chad yeah i think no um we, we should get chad back in oh joe, joe pesci shit oh and joe oh, pesci and oh wow don't don't kill my oh, we Corey, haven't had a joe pesci leave. one probably in about probably this year since 2018 i think that's actually our first joe pesci um you're welcome well you know oh it's all right we, we're all a little off our off our game 2018 has been weird so far for all of us uh, uh, um, check out our website cheapseatreviews.com leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube all those places um, also by Sean the way read it. episode 200 we are probably I'm 99% sure we're going to do a live stream of that it's going to be really cool looking forward to it um, it'll either be on Facebook our Facebook page or YouTube I'm not sure which yet I'm not sure which one's easier honestly um, I think Facebook might be easier um, Probably. So, and then it'll, oh, be, and it'll be the whole cast. So we'll have like live interaction with people as we're reviewing whatever movie we pick. So that could be both great and terrible at the same time. I might have to uh, drink a little less that night. It might be a little distracting. <laughs> I was gonna go, you get to watch me in my full drunken glory. Oh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Follow us at Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And of course, emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And uh, we we'll find you. That's it. That's your show. Thanks for listening again. Next week is Bright. And uh, the week after that is The Magnificent Seven. So there we go. Ooh. Yeah, the new one. The new one. Not the old one. The new one. 
I've said it twice already. So cool. So on behalf of uh, Chad, Andrew, Sam, and Corny, this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night.